It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, flagship of Baylor football, Baylor athletics, and uh, one of our most famous quarterbacks ever, J.J. Joe, is standing by to join us now. And J.J. in that coveted 5 o'clock slot. You know, everybody (laughs) vies for that. They want that slot. And I said, no, sir. No, sir, J.J. has that one today. And, boy, yesterday you had a lot going on, reacting to all kinds of stuff. But I understand that, uh, boy, your better half, uh, y'all were maybe celebrating a birthday. Would you like to uh, Would you like to wish your bride a, a happy birthday on a highly listened to radio program? Hey, you know, hey, I will. I mean, it was a happy belated birthday now to my Correct. lovely wife, who, by the way, I, I proposed to there at the then Floyd Casey Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we're still we're, we still got it got it kicking here. Um, uh, almost thirty years later, there, man. Getting close to thirty years. We just did twenty five. You'll wow, have a okay. yeah yeah we you have a lead on us but uh, boy that was a that was an interesting day uh, I think it was against the Rice Owls and uh, I think uh, you you kind of had things coordinated there fortunately we had a lead and then uh, you popped the question and the rest is history and um, yeah and you've already JJ remind me you have one uh, child that's already. Uh, out there married? I mean, I mean, you're, you're, you're such a young guy. That's hard for me to imagine, but what's everybody doing these days? Yeah, I do. I have my oldest, uh, Jordan. He is, he is yeah. married. Uh, he and his wife, he's actually a, a coach and teacher over at the middle school. He went to there in Bergville ISD. So he's, he's out of the nest, man, and off the payroll. So that's great. I still have two more though that are causing issues, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, at Bur- funding it. Hey man, they call it funding issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. I've got one of those on my payroll, but uh, she's a junior in high school. So that still makes a little sense, but uh, right. it, it, isn't it interesting when you turn one of those cars over to them. Right. And then you're like, wait, I got to go get one, <laughs> which is never, that's always an interesting deal. And you start looking for all your exactly. car dealer buddies to to weigh in there. Birdville, that'll be good. That'll be good. A coach. I thought he. I mean, you're a banker, businessman, entrepreneur, uh, and your son has decided to go into the coaching business. That is really that'll be fun. I'll, we'll, we'll have to watch Jordan's career as uh, he comes up. Now, JJ, you tell me, was it kind of surreal to you? As that was unfolding the other night, like what at what point did you kind of finally say, "Uh oh, like this isn't just like a, you've seen these games where another team, a, a supposedly inferior opponent, gets off to a nice little start, and generally, but I guess by halftime, especially, I think all Baylor fans were like, "This isn't pretty." Like this is not just a, uh, and I, everybody was still wishing they would come back. But what what was what point of the game did you recognize um, that hey this was going to be a dogfight? And was it very early in the game? Yeah, it was pretty early. I knew it was going to be a dogfight, a uh, real a, a spirited, I guess you could say, effort by Texas State because they you could see, you could sense the energy, and then they had some guys start making plays and. Uh, especially on the edge, and, and and one of the issues that we come into the season, Matt, we talked about is the secondary, right? So 
so so once they showed me that they had a couple of young men in addition to Ashton Hawkins who had a great year a great game against us last year I'm like oh okay this if we don't figure this out this is going to be a fourth quarter game and we never could really adjust to uh, them coming out and you know finding the matchup they wanted and then exploiting it. And and you're right, they were hunting matchups. It seemed to be getting like a safety on one of those smaller uh, receivers or whoever they were lining up in the slot. And and it well, they came in. GJ Kenny, you got to tip your hat to him. They came in with a plan. Uh, and 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 was it as simple as that, JJ? Was there a lot of matchup hunting? I was listening after the game, and boy, Coach Aranda was really giving you an answer. And of course, you were probably the only one of all of us listening who understood <laughs> what he was talking about. You know, he's about the only coach after a demoralizing loss like that that would right, stop right. and break all that stuff down. I thought, what is he talking about? And but I, I what what do you th- was it s- as simple as they just did an extremely good job of kind of putting people in tough matchups. Yeah, exactly, Matt. That's in, in the in the the Cliff Notes version for us older guys. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> he was saying. Is that they did a good job of then getting a skill guy, which is a slot receiver, against say you know our star or our hybrid safeties. They did a good job of you know matching up against that. And what he was saying, what they were trying to do, and what they've done in the past, they did this with Petrie and everybody else, but the difference is you had Petrie and a J.T. Woods, or you had a Graylon Arnold and a Petrie, or you had so it's, or you had an Al Walcott last year combined with uh, someone else at a safety. So what he was saying was they do it in and out on them, basically. One guy has outside, one guy has inside. And the challenge, though, with that is, is that if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback and he has time, then all of a sudden – that outside guy lets him go and he has a one-on-one with the inside guy. Or the inside guy says, oh, the outside guy has and he has a one-on-one with him. And that's what was happening. And, and that Holbert and uh, Ashton Hawkins, he could have had mm-hmm. a great day if he wouldn't have just dropped two passes, right? Because mm. uh, they were deep ones. So so that's kind of what he – I understood what he was saying, but I was like, dude, <laughs> you know, when that starts happening in the game, because, I mean, it, we saw the offense when Browse was here. Browse would get somebody matched up on somebody, and he would make you yell uncle. And if you didn't, you were going to lose to us. So, you know, I, I guess my only quandary with that is just simply at some point in the game, you have to say, scrap what we have. Let's go ahead and yeah. put three or four corners in the game and try to cover the guy. Thank you. Thank you. Because it, it, the only success was like number 19, that freshman for the Bears. Yep, yep, yep. I, I looked him up earlier today, and now I'm forgetting his name. But, boy, he, he came across you know, one of those crossing patterns or whatever. He made a great play on the ball. And I thought, goodness gracious, whoever that is, uh, I want more of that. And uh, and he made a really nice play on the ball. And, and uh, they didn't get enough of a pass rush. And, plus, that's the biggest quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, that was like <laughs> – Dante Culpepper, somebody back there. That guy's six seven, and and then he can move. Uh, I mean, that was really something to watch. And he got in a rhythm. I, I don't know if any quarterback in the country played as well as that guy did uh, over the weekend. No, he had a great game, and that's what happens when you don't get hit. Though I tell you, he was he was in he was in seven on seven. We used to call it hole as well, where you really don't have a pass rush, and you're sitting back there picking who you want to throw to. And that's that's the problem. And I, 
I think I said this yesterday. I, I said, like, you know, we, we, we got to find a way. We have, if I look at our defense, I know we have some, some, some real talent out there, but I think we got one guy I know that should be get opportunity in the NFL. I know, and that should be Matt Jones. Matt Jones is 6'3", 250. He's a really good athlete, and he can mm-hmm. play. Uh, I didn't even know Matt was in the game on Saturday uh, because I think what we've done since Terrell's lost, we try to put him in Terrell's position, and Terrell was really good at reading, reacting, and playing fast. Matt needs to be told, I need you to do X. And when you tell him that, he does it at a very elite level. And I think right now he's trying to read and react, and I, I'm wondering if that's his highest and best use. But we got to fight. If we can't get to the quarterback, I would try Matt. I'd be like, hey, Matt, you see that guy back there? I need you to go tackle him, right? That's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see if that would see what happens. He's 6'3", yeah. 50. When he played, he had his best year. Not last year, but the, other, the, the prior year of the championship year when he was playing Jack. Because Terrell was playing uh, hybrid, Jay was playing star, Dole was playing middle. He's playing Jack. He was, a, and he he just had one assignment for the most part, and he played at a very high level. That's why I love talking to JJ Joe. Mm-hmm. Takes you behind the game, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I I love it when the professor kind of puts that hat on there. But it reminds you, by the way, of. Uh, of like a Gary Joe Kinney. That's the kind of guy you're talking about that, boy, when you mm-hmm. turn a guy like that loose, they're going to make a million tackles. And if they know exactly where they're supposed to be, and boy, Gary Joe was a was just a football player. He probably had, you know, tremendous instincts and knew how to do that thing. But And wasn't that wild to see, I mean, uh, G.J. Kinney walk in there, son of Gary Joe Kinney, and and go. have that kind of scheme, uh, JJ. I mean, that's a guy that um, I guess Gary Joe was a little bit before your time. I can't remember if y'all had any crossover or not. But I mean, that that had to be kind of interesting to see somebody of your vintage um, uh, have a son already as a head coach. I mean, now he's thirty four. He's extremely young. But that isn't that kind of wild to see that. No, it is. And Gary Joe was there. I was a freshman. He's a senior. Okay. And I played scout team against Gary Joe like every day. So it is a trip to see a son, but. A lot of people don't remember, G.J. was actually committed to Baylor, I think, in early aughts. And uh, and we were on and we were hoping he would get there because he was quarterback at, what, Gilmer, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, he flipped at the last minute. UT got in or somebody got in late and flipped him. And we lost him. And it was kind of, we, it was just, it really, it was really depressing because we were looking for a quarterback. And then mm-hmm. I think he ended up going to Tulsa and playing. But it's great to see Gary Joe's kid doing well. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And by the way, there was somebody from uh, uh, the old Baylor era uh, on that. Some of those people on the coaching staff. It's just interesting to see like who these coaches are disciples of. Uh, I I, I got to ask you about Sawyer. We're getting ready to watch his first collegiate start. Sawyer Robertson. In some ways, JJ and again uh, Blake was not the reason Baylor lost the other day. In fact, he's probably the only reason they had any chance because he did some really good things, and then he played through uh, pain. Um, I saw your Robertson getting this start. In some ways, this could be an advantage for the Bears, couldn't it? The fact that there's really no tape out there on him unless you go back to high school. How do you, how do you kind of see this playing out? There's, there's advantages and disadvantages, aren't there? Yeah, there there are, and I mean, the, what you said, Matt, is exactly right. They don't have a bunch of film on them. All they have is what we saw on Saturday, really. Uh, now I'm glad he got to play uh, because that helps him a lot because he got to sense a college game, the speed of the speed of the game, 
in a sense, and got to, he was in a high leverage moment because he needed to make plays. And he made some good plays. And, of course, he had a, a couple. One I don't put on him. It was the tip ball, but the fumble. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's trash time really trying to go get it. So I'm glad he got to play. And I think the offense, I think it gives Baylor at least, while the passing game, I think, will be muted just a little bit. Not a lot. It's just that Blake is more experienced. I think Sawyer's running ability will help because now as a defender, while Blake ran, no one was really felt threatened by Blake running. It's not that he can't run. It's just that's not what he does, you know, um, the best. I think Sawyer can really run. And, he, and when he before that fumble, he looked pretty fast, didn't he? I mean, not only can he run, but he looks like he's got some speed. Uh, he's got that size, and but the but the thing is, JJ, you know, you got to be careful, don't you? I mean, it, it'd be lo- it'd be great to have a guy kind of like Gary. Now he's not Gary; he's not that kind of physical uh, person, but. You got to kind of remember you're thin at quarterback, don't you? You can you got to try to protect him, and while the running can be uh, a weapon for you, you got to in the back of your mind go, well, we don't really. I mean, again, the guy behind him, RJ. I mean, he's been a nice player at a different level in college football, but I think you're going to have to manage this quarterback a little bit. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you, you always. I mean, I think you manage. Even when Blake was in, but saw you behind. You manage it, but. You know, Matt, the way I look at it, like I think Saturday, set for Coach Aranda, Saturday is probably a very important game. Um, you know, we know we've lost quite a few lately after the 21 season was great. The 20 season wasn't that great. 21 season was fantastic. Last year, we really didn't meet expectations, and now we're here, and you don't, you're, you're unsuccessful against Texas State. To me, it's 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 Katie bar the door on Saturday. It's like whatever if we have to if we have to call Matt Mosley off the off the sideline to play, we're gonna play Matt because we need to win this for not only just kind of the players to get their psyche right. I think also from a program stability standpoint, not that we would go under or anything. Yeah, you just don't want two games in to be zero and two, and you're looking and thinking like, oh, we still got to play Texas this month and go to UCF, right? Um, yeah. So I think it's very important. So as far as that, to go back to the quarterback, you got to use whatever skill and talent that uh, that Sawyer has to your advantage, and then you just have to deal with the consequences because it is football. Because uh, that's how important this game is on Saturday. Do you do fans come up to you and friends and and are bothered by the lack of emotion? From Dave Aranda, it's funny how when they were winning and having a great year, <clears throat> it's almost like a a Landry esque kind of cool thing about him, right? That he has no expression. But like you're talking about, when you're in a bad way, it becomes like a negative. Hey, there's no fire there. I'm afraid his team reflects him because there's no fire from the team. At least in that first game, how do you how do you assess that when you hear? Because uh, certainly you've heard that criticism uh you've had coaches who do it different ways what do you what do you think about that yeah i mean like teams generally take on the personality of their head coach i mean in general uh but but still i think you know the way he goes about trust me coach rand is probably one of the most competitive people that you know his expression of it is very muted it's 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 not like old coach fredenberg when he was here at baylor working for coach staff he was very expressive. Uh, that's why I think for Coach Randon, I think he knows this. I don't know all the staff guys that well. I know, Sean, I know Bell. But I think his staff 
has to be the antithesis of him. He has to have guys who are just the motor runs all the time on his staff because he is so calm. And I thought that's why the 21 season worked. Because I think, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, we have some guys who ran hot. Terrell ran hot. Uh, Jalen Petrie ran hot. Uh, and by hot, what I mean is those guys, you kind of had to calm them down, right? So uh-huh. when you have guys that run hot, he's a great coach. If you have guys that are pretty level-headed and they think and they process and all that, you know, he needs somebody on his staff that's like going to keep that those kind of guys going full bore. So I don't know all the staff. I'm sure he has some of those guys on the staff, but it's important that his staff be balanced enough kind of to provide what you're talking about for the players. Okay. I wish we had some uh, uh, audio of Coach Fredenberg's some of these colorful <laughs> <You know>. speeches <laughs> that you used to hear. I, I'd like to hear some of that, you know? They were all PG. I'm going to say that. Yeah. I'm told Grant uh, Grant did not have a hard time expressing himself from time to time. It maybe didn't happen that often, but if Grant didn't like something, um, he didn't he did not have a hard time getting that across. I I, I remember hearing that years ago. Yeah, no, no, Grant. Trust me, Grant wasn't. I mean, Grant didn't have. If he, you you knew if Coach Town was upset, right? You trust me, you knew. But I mean, as far as on his staff. Yeah, he had he had two or three guys that ran much much warmer than he did. Let me put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> much warmer. <laughs> did you uh, did you ever watch the like after those games? You know, I used to love those coaches shows. So we would all be watching after you would play. Now you may not care anything about it, but we would watch the Grant Taft show. Or when I was a kid, it was the Jim Wacker show. Uh, because he was so funny, and the Bill Yeoman show at Houston. Did you like those shows as much as I did, or did you not pay any attention to them? Yeah, no, we used to watch it, because remember now, we didn't have the content these people have nowadays, right? Yeah. So, like, after the game, when we watched the tape, but, like, we, as far as yeah. how Coach was going to talk about the game, we didn't have that. So we used to watch the Coach Taft show, so it, it, was, it was, I mean, I didn't watch Jim Wacker's show, but I used to watch Coach Taft when I was at Baylor. You remember my buddy Kyle Friedman? He was, like, on kickoffs and all. Like, my freshman year, I think you would have still been there. And, like, he would run down on kickoffs. We'd be watching the show. I'd be watching it with Kyle. And uh, I may have told you this before. And we'd be so excited because Kyle made the big hit or made a big right. play. And, uh, and, and, um, and, and Grant would say, Good hit from that young man there. <laughs> yeah, didn't, yeah, how it was down, too. didn't quite have the name down <laughs> for Kyle. I think Kyle would have been number 35 from the Woodlands or Kingwood. No, probably Kingwood or one of those places in Houston. But uh, anyway, those were uh, those were some there were some players. What they used to call the players that were the walk ons nugs. Yeah, when you first got there. Yeah, it was something like that, and I forget it. But I've been hitting the head enough, Matt. I think it was something like <laughs> nugs or something like that. I need to call my buddy Trey Weir. He would know. They did have a term for him. But look, I'm gonna tell you, man. We used to pull for those guys. We used to, we used to hope we got a big enough lead or whatever. They got got in the game, uh, and got to make plays because those guys, I'm yeah, those walk on guys really put it in, man. And they weren't they weren't on scholarship, so I have mad respect for them. Yeah, a David Camp comes to mind. Coach yep, Wetzel, yep. it might might have been one of those players at some yep, point. So you had some uh, 
you had some great ones, but that that sounds like you. You would have been very nice to the the, the non scholarship players, even though you were getting all the NIL money. <laughs> man, shoot, I was boy. I'm saying, hey, 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 man, you probably remember this story. I got suspended because one of my good, but well, actually, the format later, I got suspended for a game. Right? Uh, uh-huh. I actually ended up getting reinstated before the game because uh, if you remember, '91, they had the shows. The shirts come out called Joe Knows. Maybe it was the Bono. It was a knockoff of the Bono's. Yeah, yeah. Bono's baseball. So Mark Jett, it was a baseball player, said, "Hey, JJ, I want to make these shirts, man." Joe yeah. knows. What do you think? I was like, "Cool, man. Just make, just give me a couple shirts, right?" So he makes these shirts. He sells them all across campus. I'm saying all these shirts, and I get called in by Coach Pickle, NCAA. I mean, he's the our kind of guy who's over compliance. And he says, "JJ, we got a problem." And I'm like, "What do you mean we got a problem?" Um, an article came out in the Houston Chronicle, and uh, we got called from NCAA, and they want to talk to you about these shirts. Joe knows. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I said, like, yeah, man, I got a couple shirts from Mark Jett. He made them. <laughs> so I was like, what's the oh big deal? Gosh. So, hey, look, I had to pay like 10 bucks for restitution. I was suspended up until kickoff before the SMU game. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or two, I... two, two Joe knows shirts. <laughs> yeah, I can still see Jerry Pickle in those kind of – those uh, rose-colored glasses that he would have, kind of those transitions or whatever. And uh, and then years ago, we played Rice a few years ago, and on the sideline, yep. there he is, Jerry That's Pickle. Okay. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's still out there somewhere. And then Mark Great Jett, stuff, I, yeah, Mark Jett was a heck of a tennis player, too. He remains like a tremendous tennis player believe it or not uh in the dallas area but yeah that's uh those are those are blasts from the past but uh (laughs) that's good stuff well i knew you'd be great on a lot of these different fronts and uh, you bring calm in the midst of the storm so i appreciate it and uh, i uh, hope to see you down there on uh, saturday morning as we try to get after these utes all right my friend it's fun talking to you Always fun. There he goes. J.J. Joe, the legendary Baylor quarterback and the color analyst uh, for Baylor Radio Network. I believe we call it something else now. The media, sports media. All right. 